Take your Bibles and go to John chapter three tonight. Tonight I'm going to talk about uh, you know I like you know one of the things that is a blessing about believing the Bible and believing that it's all inspired and also I believe that answers for everything that we need to know are in the Bible. We can pretty much learn whatever we need to know from the Bible. And you know whenever there's a mystery out there, when there's something going on that you don't understand, can't explain, uh, you know I like to try to. Figure it out. And I believe we can find answers through the Bible. And tonight, what I want to talk about is why Halloween is becoming so popular. I mean, Halloween now is it's getting bigger and bigger every year. I mean, the, decorate, the decorating that goes on is crazy. You know, they got these big Halloween stores that just have all kinds of, you know, crazy, demented, you know, things inside those places. And people, they get absolutely crazy this time of year. And you know, I don't know if these things tie in. I think they probably do. But we were coming home, I think it was, it was on Thursday when we were coming home from St. Louis and I'm listening to the radio and I'm hearing about another school shooting. I'm hearing about a guy going after police with a hatchet. Uh, I think there was two different incidents where people went after police and killed some. And you know, I'm just hearing about all these crazy things and it's just like, good night. This world... Is getting crazy, and it seems like this time of year, more of that type of stuff starts to happen. And so, uh, I believe that, you know, in the Bible, we can kind of see why this holiday, this time of year, is becoming so popular, and why it's probably only going to get bigger. I mean, they're saying that eventually it's going to surpass Christmas in the amount of money that's spent on just everything. This time of year. And so we're actually, uh, where we cannot find the answers, it starts in John 3, verse 16. It's like, how are you going to John 3, 16 and Halloween? Where do those go together? Well, you know, people, you know, the world, the whole world pretty much knows, or, you know, America at least, they know John 3, 16. You know, and everybody likes that verse. But they don't often read past John 3, 16. We're going to read a few verses past it tonight and see some things that, while the world likes 3, 16, they don't really like what comes after that. And we're going to look at it. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I want to stop there for a second and say, you know, while we live in a world that likes John 3.16 and they love hearing about God's love, and I, you know, I've been, you know, I go on other church websites, and I'm talking about Baptist church websites, and, you know, I'll look and see the sermons that they post online. And I was looking at one the other day, and almost every sermon was about God's love. And it's, it's like all anybody wants to talk about, all anybody wants to hear about, and it's like all you're supposed to talk about is God's love. But there's a lot more to talk about than just God's love. And I'm planning on doing a message pretty soon just all about stuff God hates. Just I want to make sure we have a balance here at this church. And you know, we'll talk about God's love too, but God hates some things too. And the, but here's the thing. God proved, or proof that we are Bad and proof that God hates sin and that God can have no part of sin is the fact that He sent His Son. If we're not so bad, why did God need to send His only begotten Son? I mean, what was the point in it if we're already okay? He had to send His Son because we are not okay. Because we needed saving bad. Because we're that bad. Sin's horrible. And then in verse 17, and it says, you know, that should not perish. Okay? Whosoever believes in him should not 
perish. What do they think that's talking about? All these people that say they don't believe there's a hell. Well, then what do they think perish is talking about? Do they think that means dying physically? Because you know what? No matter what you do, everybody still dies physically eventually, don't they? Everybody does. So obviously, when he talks about perishing, it's talking about more than just dying a physical death. It's talking about perishing and going to hell. And so, once again, you know, even John 3.16, I don't know how they could you know, have this attitude of everything's love, everything's good, there's no hell, even just from John 3.16. So, it's not much of a love if we're already so lovable, isn't it? It's a great love because we're not lovable. But then verse 17 says, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. They like that verse too. You know, God didn't come to condemn. You know, God... In other words, God's okay with your sin. You're not so bad. It's not that big of a deal. But nobody wants to talk about the next verse. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The reason God didn't come send His Son to the world to condemn the world is because we were already condemned. Why would He need to send us to condemn us when we've already been condemned? We're already on our way to hell. He didn't come so He could send us to hell. He came because we were on our way to hell. And once again, that's proof that He loved us. It's proof it took a great love. It's proof that we're sinners. It's proof that we're that bad. And it's just amazing people who call themselves preachers, people who call themselves Christians, could act like sin's not a big deal, who can act like God's all about love and we're so great, we're so wonderful. I don't know, it, it, it makes no sense at all that they could say that there's not a hell. But then, we're, now we're getting to where I think we can start understanding kind of this whole love of Halloween mentality. It says, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. That light that came into the world was Jesus Christ. And then verse twenty: For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Somebody who is saved, somebody who has Christ in their heart, they naturally are going to be drawn to that light. They want to see proof. They want to see what's going on. They want to see their real condition. You know, It would be foolish for you to, in your bathroom to have a mirror but in your bathroom to have no light at all. What good would a mirror do in a bathroom if there's no light? You can still stand in front of that mirror, but if you can't see what's there, then what's the point of even having the mirror? And the truth is, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, He shines a light on our true condition. And you know what? How many has ever looked into a mirror before and you weren't excited about what you saw? <laughs> you ever been there before? Uh, maybe you didn't know you had that on your face. You know, how long was that booger on my nose? How many people saw it? You know, and you you weren't happy uh, with the truth that was revealed. You know, you could have solved that problem if you just stayed in the dark. You wouldn't have known. And many people today, that because their deeds are evil, the Bible says they love darkness rather than light. 
They want to stay in the dark. They they don't want their sins being reproved. They don't want what they're you know the wrong that they're doing being reproved. And the Bible says that light has come to the world. Jesus Christ was that light, and now that He has left this earth, we are the light of the world. And I don't know if you've noticed, but we seem to be getting less and less popular all the time. Even all these lovey-dovey, you know, feel-good preachers, you know, that I believe are hiding their light under a bushel if they have any light in them at all, are aren't even that popular anymore. I mean, no matter how hard we try, we seem to be getting liked less and less. And so, all right, so what does that have to do with Halloween? Well, I want first of all, we've got to understand. What the Bible says about how men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because they don't want their deeds being reproved. They don't. They don't want reproved. In other words, being corrected and proved wrong. People are living wicked lifestyles. They don't want anything that exposes the truth for what they really are. They don't want that. People like this attitude of there being no absolutes, that everything is gray. And when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to Jesus Christ, there are no gray areas. It's in black and white. I mean, the truth is there. And you'll see that if you get close to God. You'll see it if you study the Word of God. But many people don't want to. They would rather remain ignorant to it. So how is this tie with Halloween? Well, I think you'll see as we look at a few more passages. But first of all, one of the reasons I believe that Halloween is coming becoming so popular today is simply because there are more people than ever. More, more evil people than ever. I don't know if you've noticed, but we seem to be losing ground when it comes to winning this world. We seem to be becoming a smaller and smaller minority all the time. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce-bakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such, turn away... For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins and led away of divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, one of the things that we see in the Bible is as time goes on, things are going to get worse and worse. The world is going to get more and more wicked. And once again, I say this all the time, I'm going to say it again, when you see the world all rallying behind something and just coming together on anything, you're going to mark it down. It's probably something we should stay out of. It's probably something we should not get involved in that we ought to just naturally run from it. Or at least, you know, at least just be really cautious and watch for a while. You know, one, you know, I'm just, I'm just, maybe I'm just naturally a skeptical person. But you know, yesterday we saw they were they had you know I guess yesterday was a big day for the breast cancer awareness stuff. Okay, now do I have anything against you know researching help with cancer? I have nothing. I have no problem with that at all. I think that's fine. But you know, I saw I noticed the bar going home one on route there. I mean, it was just packed. I mean, cars everywhere, and they had some thing going on for that there. And it's just amazing how unified people will get around something like that. And you know, and. That's always kind of caused me to be a little skeptical. So I did some study on that, you know, group, the Susan Coleman, 
uh, stuff and some of the people behind it. And these people, the one, the lady that's in charge of it, I forgot what her name is, is gotten filthy rich from this thing. Now, one thing I will say for them too, at least when it comes to that group, most of their money comes from donations instead of a lot of these other research where it just comes from tax dollars. They get people to pass legislation and whether they want to fund it or not, we're funding it. But stuff like that, at least it's volunteer. And if people want to, if people want to give their money to go research, you know, frogs in the swamps of Louisiana, hey, go for it. It's your money. You know, but at the same time, you know, I was looking and I thought, man, alive. Do you people realize how rich they're making some of these people? And you think billions of dollars, wouldn't they have figured something out by now? I like to think you give me a couple billion dollars, I could probably make some things happen. I, I just, but you know, we're not skeptical. People aren't even skeptical about it at all. They just go right along with it and just want to jump on these bandwagons, you know, and, and it, it is, it's a big money making industry, and I'm sure they've done some good stuff too. But there's a lot more money making going on. And you research some of that group, and it'll scare you a little bit, and uh, you might want to. Uh, you know, maybe there's some other organizations that are probably doing a little more with your money. You know, even if you look up things like the Red Cross, the amount of money that you can donate to the Red Cross, for example, uh, back in Haiti in the Dominican Republic when they uh, when they had that big earthquake back there, most of the money people were donating to the Red Cross, I, it was a small percentage that was actually going to help those people. Where if you would give money to one of those missionaries that are already over there. 100% is helping those people. I mean, it's, but, you know, Red Cross, you know, who would dare say anything against them? You know, and I'm not saying anything against them. If you want to donate your money to that, that's fine. But anything that just gets big, untouchable, that the whole world seems to unite behind, I get skeptical. And let me tell you something, Halloween is another one of those things that is just getting more and more popular. People get more and more excited about it. They're advertising it more and more. And I believe one of the reasons for that is that, I mean, don't even tell me there's not a lot of evil associated with Halloween. Just look at some of the costumes that people want to wear on Halloween. Just look at the decorations and things. I mean, the TV programs that are all, that are all coming on, you know, the advertisements, just, it's, don't try to tell me there's not a lot of evil associated with it. And if it's something that a lot of evil is associated with, it would only make sense that if the Bible's true and in the last days men are going to become more and more evil, that it's going to become more and more popular. If their numbers are going to grow greater and greater, that that holiday is going to become a bigger and bigger deal. And so, that's part of it right there. Just like the Bible said, it's going to get more and more evil in the last days. So just watch. It's going to grow. It's going to keep getting bigger. And I mean, they said you guys are getting off school. You know, they, they figured out a way to make a day off for that. You know that I never heard of that before. But you know what? Pretty soon they're going to have fall break. It just happens. You know now they can't call Christmas break Christmas break. It's winter break. But you know pretty soon they're going to probably have fall break for Halloween because man, you know you ought to get a, if you get two weeks off around Christmas, you ought to get at least a week off for Halloween. You know maybe three weeks. You know just get maybe by you know, fifty years they might. You know just because it's that big of a deal. But also there's fewer righteous people. Today, I know this kind of goes along with the last point, but look at Philippians chapter two and verse twelve. Philippians chapter two and verse twelve. 
it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I may not have run in vain, neither labored in vain. So, part of the reason it's becoming so big is the growth of evil people in the world. Okay, And then also, the fact that there's fewer righteous. See, the Bible says that we're supposed to be shining as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Well, here's the thing. You know, how many people do you really think are out there saying a thing against Halloween in this community right now? Probably not very many. I'm sure there's some out there. I don't want to be like Elijah and say, you know, we're the only ones here, Lord, and there might be a whole bunch that we don't know about. But I'm telling you right now, there's fewer people shining a light and fewer people exposing sin, exposing things for what it is. Therefore, people are totally comfortable to go ahead and get involved in with every wickedness because nobody's speaking out against it. And you say, Pastor Tom, do you think that everybody that you know you know does Halloween is evil and everyone that doesn't isn't righteous? Listen, some people I think are kind of innocent when it comes to this. They don't know better because nobody's shining a light on it. Nobody wants to talk about about it. Nobody says anything about it. People see it as innocent. It's, it's, it's innocent. It's no big deal. But that's because they can. It's easy to say that. It's easy to say everything's okay because it's so dark, and because there are so few people speaking out against it. That's why we all this wickedness we see going on in the world today. Fewer and fewer people are saying anything against it. Nobody wants to shine a light on it. Therefore, people are saying it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, whatever lifestyle people are wanting to live, that's okay. It's up to them. There's nothing wrong with it. You know why they're comfortable thinking that way? Nobody's shining a light on it. Do you really think our government's going to shine a light on sin? Our political leaders are going to shine a light on sin? Absolutely not. It's supposed to be God's people, and yet even God's people today are covering for a lot of the wickedness in the world. And if there's more, like the Bible said, there's going to be more people doing evil than, and there's fewer righteous people. And if we're hiding our light under a bushel, things like that are only going to get bigger. You know, there was a time, maybe 20 years ago, it wasn't as big because there were more people speaking out against it. There were more people saying things against it. And shining light so fewer people did it. I remember when I was a kid, I remember a couple two years in a row. We went out we went out trick or treating. I remember the first year I went as the Incredible Hulk. And uh, the next year it was a little more spiritual. I went as Moses. We went out trick or treating. And you know what? You know uh, I remember when we were you know older it was like Dad, why'd you let us go trick or treating? Uh, and he was you know, just never really thought much about it, you know, and I, I don't know if it was Somebody preaching, or I don't, I don't really know who it was, but somebody obviously shined a light on it, and we're like, yeah, you know, we shouldn't be doing this, and we quit doing it because somebody, somebody shined a light on it, somebody uh, exposed it for what it was, and you know what? I'm glad you know they were there to do that, 
And nowadays, not many people are doing it, and therefore, even Christian people can feel totally comfortable to go and get involved with all the wickedness, all the parties, wear the demented costumes. I mean, they can do all that stuff and it not bother one bit because nobody's shining a light on it. And I'm going to shine a light on it. <laughs> I just I want to do that tonight. So that's another reason it's so popular because few, fewer and fewer people are speaking out against it. And so a lot of people just don't know. They don't know. Nobody's ever told them. And then also... It's getting big because people are more ignorant concerning the things of God than ever before. Second Peter chapter three and verse three. Second Peter chapter three and verse three. I didn't write that one down. It says, "Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust." And saying, where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the Word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. People today know less than ever about the Bible. And it's by design. It's on purpose. They got it out of the schools. I mean, you, know, you, you want to get attention in, or, you know, some attention in school? Bring a Bible in there. They don't appreciate that. Quote a Bible in there. You're really going to get in trouble. They want you ignorant concerning the things of God. And people are okay with that. That's why our government's been able to get you know, the Bible out of so many places. People are okay with that. They don't want to know the Ten Commandments. Otherwise, it might bother their conscience when they're committing adultery. And when they're stealing, then when they're killing, and so they 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 don't want it. Don't let it shine a light on my sin. You know why wouldn't a wicked, evil, adulterous judge not be okay with them taking the Ten Commandments out of a courthouse? He doesn't want to see it either. He wants to remain willingly ignorant to it. And people today are ignorant when it comes to the things of the Bible. Go out on the street and ask people, hey, name the Ten Commandments. I wonder how long it would take you to find somebody who can name all Ten Commandments. I wonder how many commandments you would hear named that aren't Ten Commandments. Because people are ignorant of the things of God today. Just absolutely ignorant. And therefore, it's gonna, if you don't know the Word of God, it's going to be very easy for you to be led astray. It's going to be very easy for you to get caught up and all the things that the world are doing. You see everybody, you know, gathering together and, you know, coming together on certain things. If you don't know verses in the Bible, like broad is the way that leads to destruction, many there be which go in there at, you might think, this must be okay. Everybody's doing it. But when you know verses like narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it, you think, you know what? The fact that everybody's doing it tells me I probably shouldn't do it. I mean, that alone, those verse, that verse right there can keep you out of a lot of trouble and can make you right most of the time, if not all the time. I like being right. But people don't know that verse. So, they're going to go right along with it. But also, and I think this is one of the biggest reasons that it's getting so big today, is there's a greater knowledge and a greater curiosity toward evil than ever before. Romans chapter 16 
in verse 19 says, For your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Okay, good verse to underline in your Bible. Wise concerning that which is good, simple concerning evil. In other words, when it says simple, it means you don't know much about it, if anything, about it. Now let me ask you, what are people, what kind of evil are people simple concerning to today? Very little. A lot of the wickedness and things that you know even young kids are getting involved in today, I didn't even know about that type of wickedness when I was a kid. I didn't know about it. It was totally foreign to me. Just all the garbage that's coming across that television screen. You know, all the you know the horror movies and the slasher films, and you know, you hear about some of these horrible things that happen out there. You're like, where did people get the idea to even do that? A horror movie. They got they got it from television. You go and you look at some of these decorations and things that people have. Just nasty, creepy, demented, twisted things. Where did they get the idea from that? From a movie that they watched, from some freaky show that they watched. Yes, I mean it's just, and I'm telling you, some of these movie makers, they're messed up. They've got twisted imaginations. They have vile minds, and they love to shock. Okay, they they love to shock people. But here's the thing: we've gotten so desensitized to those things. Not much shocks us anymore, does it? You know, they you know now, you know, back in the old days, you know, a ghost house that you'd go walking through, you know, it might have some skeletons or some people in sheets and you know, dress up like ghosts and things to scare you. You know, just some loud noises to spook you a little bit. Now they gotta have guys like I saw at the I was telling you about that I saw at the gas station the other day that scared me in broad daylight because not much scares us anymore. And when it comes to things that are demonic, and when it comes to things like witchcraft and all that stuff, it is people know quite a bit about it. When it comes, you know, and any wicked, you know, when it comes to drug use and things, you know, when I was growing up, and even to this day, if I was to go out and buy, try to buy some drugs, boy, I could get taken so easy. I don't really know him that well to tell you the truth. If I went and I decided I was going to go buy some marijuana, he could probably sell me some weeds out of his backyard and I wouldn't know the difference. But people these days, they know too much about that stuff. They learn a lot of it from television. And, you know, young people especially, there's kind of a curiosity that they have. I think everybody has a little bit, but especially young people, there's a curiosity that they have towards the evil that's out there and listen, God doesn't want us to know about some things. But at the same time, that curiosity is there, and you know how easy it is to learn about it. If you want to know about witchcraft, most teenagers today... When I, when I was a kid, if I would have wanted to know about witchcraft, the only thing that I could have done, even as a teenager, the only thing I could have done was if I would have went to the mall... I could have gone to the bookstore in the New Age section. I remember seeing books there on witchcraft and it floored me. I remember I was 16 or 17 years old. I was like, they're allowed to sell books on witchcraft here? And I'm telling you right now, I was scared. I never even took one of those books off the shelf and opened it up. For one, I was scared of what was in there. And two, if my dad found out, I'd have really been in trouble. 
But you know, if I, you know, and you know, there was kind of a curiosity towards that stuff. You know, I've, I've always had kind of a curiosity for the supernatural. I've tried not to look too deep into other than what's in the Bible. We can find out about it there. And I think all we need to know is in the Bible. But there's a lot of stuff when it comes to witchcraft and demonology and all that stuff that we don't even need to know about. That we ought to just remain simple to it and don't explore it. But here's the thing. I would have had to go to a bookstore in public. I'd have had to go there, buy it. I'd have had to take that book. I'd have had to hide it somewhere in my room where my parents wouldn't find it. I mean, it would have taken a great deal for me to learn anything about witchcraft. Now, teenager, cell phone, Google witchcraft. 101. And whatever you could possibly want to learn from it, you could find out right there in your cell phone. I mean, you could find out plenty... So you could get yourself possessed with a demon. And unfortunately, people know too much about that stuff. And once you start getting into some of that stuff, that curiosity gets you. It's easy to get caught up in it. And I'm telling you right now, this, for that, that house on Route 92 by Walnut. Where do you even get the idea for stuff like that? How does that enter your mind? Television, things they saw, you know, they watch on television, and we know way too much about things that are concerning evil today. And that knowledge, it it excites people. They want to see more on that. They, you know, they they want you know they want to know more about it, and they want it. They want to experience it a little bit, and they have fun decorating like that and doing all the messed up stuff that goes along with it. And then ultimately, this is what it's all about. And this why this is why Halloween's so big. And this is why it, uh, people get excited. Remember, because men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. They don't want a light being shined on because they'll be ashamed. Okay, If we shine a light on people's sin, it will shame them. If we would shine a light on the things of Halloween, it would shame them. But there's fewer and fewer people shining a light on it and so Halloween, what happens is it has become an opportunity for people to behave in ways that they wish they could all the time, but normally would feel restrained. Exodus chapter 23, verse 1 and 2, God told me, He said, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. You don't, you don't, it doesn't matter how many do it. You don't follow a multitude to do evil. In that context, when he told them that too, um, he's talking about in verse one it says, "Thou shalt not take a false report, put not thine hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. Neither shalt thou speak in a cause to decline after many to rest judgment." When he said that, he was specifically talking about, uh, you know, being an, a false witness, an unjust witness. For example, maybe if there was somebody. Uh, somebody running for office, okay? That most of our town, we don't want that person to win. You know, we've all decided he's not best for our town, and so they they agree. Hey, let's agree to spread this story. I right? hey, everybody's doing right there. The fact that a multitude wants to do evil is often justification for doing that evil. For example. And things like abortion. Okay, well, that, you know, no majority ever voted for abortion. That's a bad example. That was just judges that did that, that took power, voted on some that shouldn't even have been an issue. But things like you know the gay marriage stuff, where they're having states vote on it. 
Well, if a majority says it's okay, then it obviously must be okay. Let's change the law. We shouldn't follow a multitude to do evil. Even if 99% of the country votes in favor of some things, we shouldn't go along with it. We shouldn't be okay with it. But many people, you know, they, they get pressured into doing something they know is wrong because everybody's doing it. Now, why do they need to pressure us? Because they don't want us shining the light on it. And when it comes to Halloween, that is one time a year where if you're a man, you can dress up like a woman. And you won't get a lot of people making you feel bad. They'll laugh at it. It's funny if you do it on Halloween, isn't it? Now, for the most part, still, I mean, I know our country is getting to where men can dress like women and vice versa, but for the most part, if you as an average citizen do it on an average day, People are going to look at you like you're crazy. They might even say something to you. People are going to shine a light on it and you're not going to like that if you tend to want to do that. However, on Halloween, you can get away with it. And people, they just might laugh. Hey, that's funny. You know, you're funny. And you, you can do that. You can dress up like, like whatever you want. You can dress up like a murderer. You know, you can dress up like some kind of criminal or some monster or, you know, or, you know, women, they have, there's quite a few sensual characters and things that they like to dress up about. Some of the costumes are pretty horrible that people will put on. And it's because, you know, normally if you walk down the street like that, you're going to get some dirty looks. People might shine a light on you, but on Halloween, you can get away with it. On Halloween, it's like anything pretty much goes and nobody has to feel guilty about it. You, and I mean, really, it's just normal. It's it's because it's Halloween. That's why things like Mardi Gras are really big down in New Orleans. And I guess uh, when we were down by St. Louis, there some of the people in the church were telling us they have a big Mardi Gras in St. Louis. And he said it is just horrible the wickedness that goes on at Mardi Gras. And you know what? People are totally fine doing all kinds of horrible lewd acts in public. Because you know why? Everybody that's there for Mardi Gras is there for wickedness. Nobody looks down on you at Mardi Gras. That's why the hippies, they still like to talk about Woodstock and stuff like that. Everybody there was totally okay with all the wickedness that was going on there. And they love surrounding themselves with wickedness. And Halloween is one day where darkness seems to prevail, doesn't it? It's one day where the focus is on darkness. The uh, the focus is on the evil. You can get away and you can do pretty much whatever you want and nobody's going to make you feel bad about it. Nobody's going to shine a light on it. And the rest of the year, though, it's, it's a little harder to do that. And that's why it's so big. A lot of what goes on on Halloween, if people had their way, the world would be a lot more like Halloween all year round. If there weren't any Christians around, the world would start looking a little more like Halloween all year round. And you know what? God has told us, He's commanded us to shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. And we need to understand what better time than ever for us to be shining as lights than in the darkest time of the year. During the time when the most evil is going on, what a better time than now. You know what a lot of Christian people they want to do on Halloween? They want to hide out that don't celebrate Halloween. They want to hide out in their houses. They don't want to go out in public. They don't want to 
You know why? I think a lot of times it's because they're embarrassed that they're not participating in it. You go walk through the mall on Halloween in normal clothes, you'll probably get looked at funny because you'll be one of the few people there not wearing a costume. Maybe that's when we need to be seen. The world needs to see more and more people that aren't getting caught up in the stupidity. You know, whenever, whenever, you know, if I see everybody in town wearing pink, I don't wear, I'm not wearing pink any day, but you know, that's when I want to wear blue. You know, I, I, I want to stick out. I don't want to go along with everything else. If they're, you know, when they're all doing one thing, that's the time when we ought to more than ever be doing what we're supposed to be doing. In the darkest time of the year, that's the time when we can shine the brightest and be the most noticed. But I'm just going to warn you, when it comes to this craze of Halloween, it's clear to see in the Bible, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. And if it's going to get bigger around here, I don't want it to be because I wasn't doing my part in shining as a light in this crooked and perverse nation. I mean, you just wait and see some of the costumes that people are going to wear. I mean, it's at, some of them are perverted. I mean, they're, they're demented, just flat out, flat out evil. And you know what? And there's, there's a lot of people that I really like, a lot of, you know, that, that do this. But you know what? I don't, I'm not, I'm not even a big fan of trunk or treat. You know, you know what that was made up for? That, that's because churches felt sorry for those, their poor kids that didn't get to celebrate Halloween. So we got to have something for our kids too. So came up with our own Christianist version of it. First of all, I don't think anybody's falling for that. Right, you know what? Just say we're celebrating Halloween. Just say, just say it. Say, you know what? You can't beat them. Join them. Go ahead. Just call it for what it is. Don't make up your own Christianish version of these things and act like it's okay. I'm not falling for it. The people in the church aren't falling for it. The kids aren't falling for it. They know what it is. It's we don't want. We, they don't want to stick out. Our kids want to dress up. Our kids want to go to the creepy Halloween stores and buy all the perverted costumes too. I mean, they, you know, we got we got to let them do that stuff. You know, we'll we'll have them all come as Bible characters. You know, and I'm not falling for it. Okay, I, I'm I wasn't born. Yesterday, I know how these things go. We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to be different. Okay, if your if your kids really want to dress up like Bible characters so bad, have them do it six months from now, as far away from Halloween as possible. Okay, and then then okay, go and have your Bible character costume party. Don't do it on Halloween because you feel sorry for your poor kids that they have to act like Christians in the darkest, most satanic time of the year. Not falling for it. And I don't think we should either. So let's all stand together.